California knows how to party. California knows how to party. Aloha. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Schmodcast the Podcast. Episode 45 titled California knows how to party. California knows how to party. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. Schmodcast is the podcast that's just two <laughs> platonic life partners back home after another amazing trip. Hashtag I life a, is good. I have a question. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, you can interrupt you talking, me whenever you want. Are you talking slowly because people are listening to us on 2X and you're messing with them? Or is this just am I t- like... Am I talking extra slow? Oh, it just... Maybe it's my internet slowing you down. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think it's the noise-canceling function on my new headphones. It just Ooh. makes me, like, really calm. Mm. And it's Sweet. also... It feels a little bit like it's squeezing my head through the eardrums. Oh. Maybe I'll turn it off. See if I talk at a more normal speed now. Not being critical. I was just, I was just curious. No. No. It, you weren't criticizing. You were um, observing. Yeah, noticing. That's me. As a, I'm good at noticing. A real scientist um, who studies factual. What science. did we say you were going to get a PhD in? Oh well, first I said I was going to get a PhD in science. In science. Mm-hmm. You seem to have a problem with that and decided that it would no, be facts. That's not what happened. Go ahead, tell me what happened. I think you. I think you later said um, facts. Facts, and so I was like, <laughs> oh, in factual science. Yeah, I really like the idea of a dual PhD, though. Facts and science. In facts separately. and science. Okay. Yeah, not factual science. Because Let that feels a little what, like an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me know when you get into that program. I'm really excited to see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you didn't get the gist of this already, if you're listening, basically Rebecca and I just like, we shoot the shit. That's what the schmod is for. Just and me. today we're just starting off by saying, oh my God, how was California? We were there together, but I think we owe it to our audience. Our last episode, number 44, we filmed in a hotel room in mm-hmm. California where there was no air conditioning and we had the doors open. <laughs> you could oh, hear right. like <laughs> you could hear like sirens and like other people coming to and fro. So uh, but we just we did it anyway because we were like three weeks behind on an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're kind of like another week delayed more than we thought we would be. We thought we would we would. I almost said film, record this one in California, but we're mm-hmm. home. We're home. Yeah, we're here. We made it back to Hawaii. Yeah. So what were some highlights of the trip for you? Oh, man. It, every day had its own highlight that would make me forget, like, how great the day before was. And then Ugh. looking at them all on a reel. Um, I think a major highlight, besides getting to see so much of my family that I hadn't seen and yeah. you meeting them. Those are obvious, number that ones. That was awesome. Um, I think the other thing that's really going to stick with me is just um, us cruising down PCH down the coast and checking yeah. out the aquarium and just how pretty California is. It's really know? pretty. Yeah. There's some you? good stuff there. I, I think you covered it. Like we did some big ticket things like Disneyland and baseball mm-hmm. games and your cousin's wedding and Monterey Bay Aquarium and sea lions in Monterey and hiking in slow um, driving PCH, Napa Valley, but the real, real highlights were, were family stuff. And I, I loved getting to know your extended family more and 
um, kind of being accepted into the fold. Yeah, officially yeah. part of it. It was good. Yep. Yep. Part of it. Part of it. Rachel's yep. a Lammers now. <laughs> I know we have. I know we have new um, fam elects, and I can't remember what they were now. Oh, but yeah, like a few things came up on the trip. Do you mean you mean like just bitching, or do you mean oh, something yeah, else? we did decide we're going to start saying things are bitching and baller because baller. Of some, yeah. Oh, I know what one of them was. One of your aunts on the not Lammers side. Um, it was what the hell. What the hell? So yeah, fun. we like got a little bit lost, and she, in the cutest way ever, goes, "What the hell? We're lost." lost. And uh, <laughs> we say that a lot now. What the hell? Mm-hmm. It's a good way. Like what I like about that particular family act is it's a way to indicate that you're like everything's still totally fine. You're having a great time, but you're also surprised or dismayed about something. Yeah, it's like both. And we've taken it to the extreme. We like say it in a very comical way now. Like what the hell? What the hell? So good. It's good. So yeah. get ready for a new Familex, people. <laughs> All right. We have a legit intro question. Are you ready? Yeah, lay it on me. Here it is. If you were going to be on a loop for the rest of eternity, like a Groundhog's Day situation, what would you hope to be doing for that loop? And let's limit it to one activity. I asked some of your family this question and they wanted to do like a full day, a Groundhog's Day. Let's say mm-hmm. it's an activity that you're doing on a loop for eternity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have the same exact first answer. The first thing that mm-hmm. comes to mind is I'm under the sea. So I'm under the sea. You're scuba diving. I'm, I'm diving or I'm snorkeling. Not totally sure yeah. which one because it depends on like. But I'm under the water. I'm in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Gosh, that's such a good answer. And it makes me think about like, um, I think maybe I would like to be like floating in outer space. Mm -hmm. Because you know what it is, is I could be snorkely scuba diving for 30 seconds and sometimes it'll feel like an hour. Like you can just, like time is meaningless. And I think that's part of what will make like an endless loop of that feel, feel good. If it wouldn't, if, if there's no fatigue, I would be uh, playing ultimate Frisbee. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want to be doing that for eternity if I get tired. Right. But if or there's no. Cramps. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess same thing for me with swimming. Like, it, I wouldn't want to be, like, under the ocean during a hurricane or something where I'm, like. Yeah. Or, like, where I'm somehow afraid I'm about to drown. I don't want that part of it. Or get eaten by a shark. No. I want to see a shark. I hope I'm looking at one, admiring yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe the loop is you and me snorkeling or scuba diving that, that moment where we saw the shark and the honu and underneath beautiful rocks mm-hmm. and we could hear whales singing. That's, that is exactly, that's where we the are. The loop. That's the loop. That's, that's the loop. loop. Yeah. And you're doing frisbee. And I'm playing frisbee. But in, are you? I mean, because it's eternity, we're both with each other also. Right. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's a good one. That's a good. I, I, I saw it on Instagram or something. Somebody said it was like their favorite intro question with people. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But then I tried it and people didn't seem to understand the question. So I think I did it wrong. Well, I think I think trying to explain it by adding in the Groundhog's Day situation example is what then makes people think it's a whole day. Mm, mm. Gotcha. I won't use yeah. that example anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Let's connect and correct. (laughs) 
Okay. So our first one is actually from uh, my friend Emma, who lives in Colorado. Hey, hey Emma. Emma. Um, I, I was so tickled. Uh, she texted to let me know that she's used our intro um, of how are you feeling plus the last thing that you ate several times. And it's yeah. going really well. It's so fast and funny. Yeah. And... I mean, assuming it's you're not asking after everyone just had the same lunch, it's also interesting yeah. to, to see how people are doing. Um, and that she's working her way through all of the schmod backlog. I think she's on episode 11 recently and has actually laughed out loud several yes. times. Yes, 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 yes. Good, because I laugh out loud every time I hear ourselves. Yeah, it's and I know we do this schmod just for you and me, just us, but it is really nice that other people like it enough to listen a couple more times. Yeah, and are so taking it you. on as a part of their personality, looking at you, Ian. <laughs> hey, Ian, hey. <laughs> well, I wanted to tell you also, Connect and Correct, that we have an outro question at the end here that was contributed by our friend Nat in North Carolina. So I just want to acknowledge that up here before I forget later. Connect and Correct. Stay tuned for Nat's outro. And did you know that Bill Hader is from Tulsa? You did know know, that now. Yeah, I know that now. (laughs) Recently, you just yelled that at me, so I know that now. So tell me, because we also have some loved ones who live in Tulsa, and I think we've even mentioned that we frequent Tulsa on the Schmuck. Yeah. How like well developed is your plan to find Bill Hader through Tulsa? Is it? Oh, I mean. Is it already locked in? Is it an inkling? Like, where are you? Oh, no, it just, so I already wanted to, like, I want us to split our time between Hawaii and Tulsa eventually to be mm-hmm. around loved ones and just, like, because we're nomads and it'd be nice to have two homes. Right. Um, but this just really locks it in for me that it's the mm-hmm. right place for us because I am just obsessed with Bill Hader now. Like, he comes mm-hmm. to me in my dreams and I feel like we're best friends. Mm-hmm. And but not Are in you, a stalker way, Bill. If you're listening, it's not in like a stalker way. Like I'm not going to be weird about it. When Are you meet. also though best friends who sometimes hold hands and kiss each other on the we mouth? We definitely hold hands and kiss on the mouth. Me and Bill Hader in okay. my um, imagination. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I, but like I know him. Like he's accessible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, he's from Tulsa and we're going to, we're going to, I mean, if we don't meet him himself, we're going to meet people who know him. Yeah. Maybe like his, his mom or somebody. Or a cousin or something. Cool. Yeah. yeah. How old I do you that. think he is? Uh, late forties. Yeah. I'm going to look this up right now because okay. it's important <laughs> if I'm going to be obsessed with someone to be like, yeah. if I'm the president of his fan club. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 45. Oh, he, oh, he's not any married anymore. I was going to say, no. oh no, he's married. He's not. Yeah. He, he's, he's been, he's been linked to some real Hollywood starlets though, since his oh, he divorce. Has three children. That might be a, mm. oh my God, he went to UT Austin. Okay. We, we're, there's, I have <laughs> a lot to learn. You have a lot to talk about on we your got, first we're date. We're from the same alma mater. I'm so glad we're best friends. What's the what's the UT fight song? You can sing it with them. The UT fight song? Yeah, from your uh, alma mater. Uh, you know what we'll sing? The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. I don't remember the fight song. for. I, it wasn't a big part of my experience at UT to like 
I don't know where burnt orange and do hook them. It wasn't you a part of it. You didn't go to the, the pep rallies. I'm just not into the sort of like false tribalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say like, I don't either, but I really, uh, speaking of friends and family in our recent California trip, I was really taken with how my brother-in-law uses his like love for like the same baseball sports team to just like break the ice and like visit with strangers. Yes. Yeah. That's like, he's, cute. And he's like genuinely like high-fiving and like rooting people on. I, I just don't, it's not something that I like subscribe to. I just don't feel it, but I like love the fact that that works for him. And so oh, and when people. he initiated, I joined in and that's mm-hmm. great. But I just, um, I think there's like a little slippery slope for the people who take it too far. And your brother-in-law takes it the exact right amount, like the perfect sweet spot. But I'm afraid of the taking it too far, which makes me hold back a little bit. The part where like your day is ruined because your team lost the big game. Yes. The part where you think you're like personally better than other people because the team that you love is better than the team that they love. Mm -hmm. The part where you like all of your apparel is like you spent money supporting that sports team. Right. Um, right. And other false tribalisms too. I mean, I feel the same way even about like religion and with religion, they're, they're actually like meaningful beliefs, not just like, I think this footballer is better than that footballer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think though about the Disney tribalism that we sampled? Oh gosh. That one's fine. Right. You tell me what you think. Mm. So I think it's probably pretty commonplace for people who find out that like adults who don't have children are like way into Disney where like all their trips to Disney, they save all their money, they go to the Disney resorts. Like we kind of make fun of those people. People are like a little bit weird. I think that's like kind of a common thing. But having actually gone to Disneyland with you and like uh, just a whole bunch of adults that didn't have children... It was like kind of fun, and it like made me think that maybe super fun. Disney's actually for adults and not for children. And I never Disney, really thought that before. Disney is absolutely for adults. It's for adults to express their playfulness, and I think because mm-hmm. playfulness is is like overly considered like a child only thing in our culture. That's why right. people mistake Disney for being a children's place. Mm-hmm. It's really not, in my in my humble opinion. I mean, after definitely seeing it in real the, life. The happiest people at the happiest place on earth were the adults who didn't have children with them. Yes. The least mm-hmm. happy people were the children and the adults escorting those children. Because it was a hot, busy day and children were great at standing in lines. Well, and just like, I also think about, like when you're a little kid, everything you experience is new mm-hmm. and wonderful and enchanting. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily need a place where like professional imagineers have designed a special mm-hmm. fanciful environment for you to experience something outside of reality. Like right. kids are already living in a weird like combo of imagination and reality. They don't need yeah. help imagining things. I think it's I think those spaces were really intended to help adults reaccess that thing that we had as kids that's that that gets stripped away from us as we age. And mm-hmm. so I'm not saying kids don't like Disney. I think kids really really like Disney. And I don't think that that's like the big the most bang for your buck really like I don't think it's impacting them in this everyone we keep asking like have you ever been to Disney they're like yeah once when I was a kid I don't remember it at all like we met someone yesterday who was like I went as like a late teen and I don't remember it 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, all the adults we know who go on their own are like, I fucking loved it. Here's why. Here's the rides I did. Like, your brother-in-law had a whole game plan. He was, like, Mm -hmm. super excited to meet Mickey and, like, like, knew all these interesting things about the engineering behind things. So, how do we get started talking about Disney? Hmm. Oh, who Oh, tribalism. Yes, 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 yes. That's how Tribalism. We were talking about sports. Yeah, classically led us to Disney. Yeah. Classic, classic. <laughs> well, yo, that was really that was our connects and corrects, our little <laughs> rabbit hole of connects and corrects. You're going to be so excited to hear that our hot top this week is a mutual hot top yet again. We're mm-hmm. back to a mutual, and it's because drum roll, please. That's not it. I wasn't doing it. It's time for the Schmadies nomination. So for our, our first annual Schmodcast Award ceremony, uh, last episode, we uh, disclosed to you the, what is it, four, five, six, seven, nine categories. Um, and this week, we are excited to announce that of those nine categories, there are four winners, already clear winners, out of the two people we polled, me and Rebecca. <laughs> and then... <laughs> For the five remaining categories, we will be asking you, the audience, to vote. You'll have two to five options in each category, Mm -hmm. and you can tell us which one you vote on. The deadline is October 12th, 2023. You can call, text, or email. Uh, Find us on Instagram and tell us your preferences, and then we'll announce... After October 12th, we'll announce the winners of those five schmodies. So to start with, we're going to tell you the winners already. Um, Rebecca, would you like to announce the first category and winner? Yes, the first category is schmoddy with a body, which also is best performance by a guest star. That's what that means, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And the schmoddy with a body winners are Uncle TM and Marms oh. for the Morocco interviews. Wow. Yay. Our joint winner. Amazing. They really did such a great job letting us interview them about the safari and about um, traveling in South Africa. And that was a really special episode. So Schmadi with a Body Award presented to Tim and Marms. Congratulations. Congratulations. You earned it. Our second category of the night is called Hottie Schmadi. This is for the best educational lecture. And the award goes to Clouds in the Princess Ruby episode. Wow. Oh, my God. Yes. I think our listeners can all agree that was the haughtiest schmod. On behalf of the clouds, I would just like to say (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) We learned so much more than most of us wanted to. You're welcome. Very haughty. Beautiful. Next category okay. is audio schmadio. That's wow. the most terrible audio quality. Mm-hmm. And the winner, without a doubt, is the third episode, <laughs> TBD, for so much fuzzy background. It was so bad that listeners were like, I had to turn it off. I couldn't keep listening. And I was like, oh, shoot. Now I'm going to have to learn how to edit. Yeah. So a little a little silver lining to that one is now you're so yeah. good at editing. 
Oh yeah, so good. <laughs> no, we we learned. Here's the thing. <laughs> Before that episode, we were doing a lazy man's edit, aka um, just not letting our fans run while we recorded because oh, it yeah. was too hot. Just it was sweaty. too hot, and we just turned our fans off and sweated through it. And mm-hmm. then we tried to do it with our fans on, and it was it was just too much background noise. And now I know how to do some very minimal audio audio editing. So so now we can have fans and audio decent schmadio. quality. It's so, so good. good, so good. Our final winner of tonight is for Schmod Standing Achievement by a Cruise Director. And the winner goes to <gasps> Let It Go, the most recent episode. This is a joint achievement for Rebecca and Rachel when Rebecca made the outline and Rachel Cruz directed it and it was weeks outdated. Hashtag teamwork makes the dream work. Way to go, Rebecca. So I good. applaud you. So good, Rachel. So good. Brava. Brava. Schmod standing achievement. I wish we had trophies. Oh, we're going to get some. They might we have to. They might be in the form of just the sticks when we do yard work later this oh, afternoon. Oh, that's cute. We'll make little stick um, trophies and then burn them. <gasps> yes. Yeah, Perfect. especially since the episode we won for is called Let It Go. So we'll oh, just like we're gonna let release it go. It. Yep. So good. All right, y'all. Now, our, for the five remaining categories, we are going to need your vote. Uh, I'll remind you what the categories are, and then we'll tell you the nomination. So the categories are called Naughty Schmaughty. The Schmodscape Award, Lottie Dottie Schmadi, Title of Delightal, and Schmod to Applaud. Rebecca, would you tell us more about the Naughty Schmadi category and the two nominees? With pleasure. Naughty Schmadi is the most inappropriate episode. Um, so our nominations are when we said everyone who doesn't have a cat has to die. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was. Naughty. We decided if you don't have a cat, you're a misogynist, and you should just die. Yeah, and then we okay. came up with all kinds of like ways to redeem yourself that would result in us sending you a cat. Yep, um, or if but, you took care of feral cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then the last one or the second one is every time we said something mean, critical, or ignorant about Bob Dylan, which was kind of a lot of times. <laughs> okay, so we need your input. Which Schmadi was the naughtiest the time we said everyone who doesn't have a cat has to die or the time we said something mean critical or ignorant about bob dylan or if you have another nomination let us know but those are the two that we thought of that were the naughtiest schmadies i think any other future nominations are for next schmad this is this is a highly curated list it is highly curated you're so right okay so let us know your naughty schmaddy. Our second category with your input is called the Schmodscape Award. This means the episode with the most notable background sound. Note, we did not say best background sound or most nope. pleasing. We said most notable. And our episodes are so far, or our nominations are Safari So Goody, where we had bugs in the background. You could hear nighttime bugs. Beautiful. Yes. Um, or the bird by bird episode when we tried to sit in the ocean to record and we got hit by a wave. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let us know for the Schmodscape Award, the bugs on Safari So Goody or the wave in Bird by Bird. Hmm. That one's going to be a really competitive category. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. Next one is Lottie, Lottie. 
la di da di smarty. I had a It's easy. It's easy to say. It's hard to read. Best musical performance <laughs> is the la di da di shmati. And this one, there's a lot of really good um, options yeah. here. We have the ukulele intro just mm-hmm. at the very beginning of every app. Ding, 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 ding. Is that how it goes? Yep. Just like cool. that. And that was, that's an original piece by Rachel. <laughs> the next one is singing Let It Go. When mm-hmm. we just let it go. Nailed it. Let it, let go. it go. That was a reprise. Next one <laughs> was when we pretended to be cats. <laughs> we just made all those cat sounds. Because one of my hot tops was the different noises that cats make. And we just, I made you like. The caterwauling one. made you do yeah. some of them. <laughs> <laughs> and like didn't tell me ahead of time so one of them is me just being like meow or whatever yeah so good. <laughs> meow. Uh, fourth option is singing britney spears yes which one was that oh circus circus when you kept saying circus master and then you were like circus that was good Oh, man, good. that's amazing. And then finally, our last nomination is Rachel singing our theme song the very first time. I didn't first see that episode. you snuck that one onto the nomination list. I did it. Yeah. We haven't sung it for a while. Yeah. Do you want to? Sh- Schmodcast. It's a podcast. It's a Schmodcast it's a podcast, podcast, podcast. podcast. I always want to say location. Turtle Power. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, cool. Okay, so Lottie Dottie Schmati, let us know what the best musical performance was. Ukulele, Let It Go, Pretending to Be Cats, Britney Spears, or the theme song. Mm-hmm. In our fourth category for your consideration is Title of Delightle, the best episode title. We have four nominations Safari So Goody which side note was invented by uncle Mark. So if you select Shout that one, you're, you're picking him and that's a good thing. The <laughs> second um, title is, Whoa, Mauna Loa <laughs> from when Mauna Loa was erupting. The fourth or the third option is Christmas C W S M S. I told a funny story about that. And we had an mm-hmm. episode, our, our Christmas episode was Christmas. And the fourth nomination for your consideration was OnlyFans, uh, which sounded like it was going to be a naughty schmoddy, but actually was about real life fans and yep. how to keep yourself cool. Yes. So it was a, way it was in. A educational piece. Educational. Way in on the title of Delightal, Safari So Goody, Whoa, Mauna Loa, Christmas, or OnlyFans. And what's our final category for voting, Rebecca? It is the schmod to applaud which is the mm-hmm. best episode overall this wow. is the big one this is the big one um this one actually is just completely open to our fans um just we want to hear from vu what you thought the best overall episode was the schmod yeah. to applaud yeah so you have um actually 44 options <laughs> for that uh <laughs> So if you had a fave, let us know your fave, and we might select that as the schmod to applaud for the top overall episode of 20, yep. the 22-23 season. And just to, to prevent any um, rumors or questions or wild speculation that this is, like, not a fair award ceremony, <laughs> I just want to let everybody know right now that just like this 
the hot tops we've done, there's no research. It will end up just being whatever Rachel and I decide, but with your input. So when we announce these after October 12th, if you didn't like the winner, the the beef is just with us. Like, I don't want any fans fighting online. No, don't no Don't take it to fights. Facebook. It's only no. positivity. Don't take it to the Bureau of Consumer Protection. Nope. Don't do better do business Do not Bureau. take it to our potential future donors at airlines or phones we phones. were trying to get sponsored by phones earlier as airlines well. airplanes not airlines airplanes yeah, just airplanes, <laughs> just airplanes. <laughs> so stupid yeah <laughs> oh yeah can't uh, wait take it up with us we can take it yeah um, Rebecca, we have a little extra time because we're so efficient. Um, mm-hmm. So before we do our outro, I just wanted to ask you, what is one good thing that's happened for you or one thing you've enjoyed since we got home? Oh, man, there's so many things I've enjoyed. So just like rapid fire, I'm sleeping in my own bed. I've had a really Love good bed. Love that um, for you. My new work schedule, because I, I just got kind of a new role in my company, and that's been really nice. Um, mm. And then the garden, just yeah. mucking around in the yard has been really nice. Yeah. What What's going you? on out there in the garden? What's our oh, garden updates? Well, um, as you probably can imagine, we just had our harvest moon and the um, auto- autumnal equinox. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, fall time, so that means I got I ended our summer garden, and I just sowed some seeds for the fall garden. We have um, we just recently harvested some sweet potatoes that I was really mm-hmm. proud of. Purple sweet and potatoes, right? Purple sweet potatoes, yep. Mm-hmm. And so I put in some new sweet potato vines. So hopefully, in I don't know, a hundred to one hundred and twenty-five days, we'll get to enjoy some more of those <laughs> and some carrots. So many different uh-huh. kinds and colors, and black beans as well as some black eyed peas that are supposed mm. to be purple eyed peas okay and then i also i'm trying out making our tomatoes perennials so that means yeah. that it just year round keeps going so i just prune Gosh, that that would be amazing prune that bush back um so it can restart any yeah. surprises when you came back to the garden were there things that you were like huh i wasn't expecting this um a really good question i was a little disappointed in my lettuce because i had sown some lettuce seeds before i left for a few weeks and when i came back only one had sprouted and it's like rude it's, rude it's lettuce le- it's leggy which just means you it's know not what getting it did? enough sunshine do you hmm. know what it did what lettuce down yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah how it do did. you know because you love a pun <gasps> you're so clever to have guessed my pun or maybe the pun wasn't that good Oh, wow. Here I go complimenting you and you just <laughs> cut me down. She's a gardener, folks. Yeah, I got the sharp pruning shears out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize if that was too biting. No, um, it's fine. But I, I, don't, I don't take it personally at all. Puns have nothing to do with my identity or my self-esteem. Nope, that's just your eyewear. <laughs> yeah, my sunglasses <laughs> are basically my entire personality, I say. They're but. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the so yeah the garden. Hopefully, I put some new lettuce down, uh-huh. <laughs> so that it'll let us up. I hope. <laughs> but I put uh-huh. it in a like sunnier part. I don't know. Uh-huh. We're just it's all a big experiment. So hopefully, it's all, it's all experiment. Ah! Speaking of, we also uh-huh. put in an herb garden yesterday. Yes, bravo again, award yep. for the best herb garden. 
hopefully we'll at see our what house. happens well, yeah. it's the best herb garden at our house for sure yeah, yeah it's the best herb garden within 20 feet in any direction yep, yep. what about the best bee hotel at our house would you like to tell folks about the bee activity Oh, okay. So people are probably not tired of hearing me talk about pollinator no! paradise. No, everyone loves pollinator paradise. I put in even more flowers. And uh, now when you look out on pollinator paradise at any given time, you can usually spot three to four bees, maybe yep. more. Yep, they're coming. And I, um, I drilled some holes in some of the stumps so that there were just like little um bee-sized holes for the little solo bees to lay their eggs and like take naps and two of them have something <gasps> in there but I don't know what it is I know something's I it's, living in there I hope I it's hope bees or even a moth like that would be yeah. cute oh yeah anything know. pollinator yeah anything pollinating anything cute and whimsical you're welcome to sleep there what about the carpenter bee that you saw in the other part of the garden? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the whole reason I've had to hand pollinate all of our lily koi is because they need, like, a sizable bee or pollinator to come shimmy shake their stamens and their pistols so the pollen gets on the right spot. But I hadn't been able to, like, attract a large enough insect for that until I saw a big fat carpenter bee. He's, yeah. like, two inches. He's a big boy. And he came through and just was, like, shaking up the lot. So I'm yeah. hoping that he'll help me pollinate them. Because I really want to make some lily koi butter. Um, that's my new thing. That would be amazing. How many lily koi do we have out there right now? We have 14 fruit. <sighs> mm -hmm. And I just pollinated three yesterday with the help of my carpenter bee. My three bud, more maybe flowers. Bud. So we can three get, more like, flowers. 17. So how long do they take to mature? The ones that are already fruiting. Only three to four months. The fruits. So we should the have, fruits. we should have like 10 to 15 lily koi, assuming that there could be some attrition, mm -hmm. some collateral damage. Right. Um, 10 to 15 passion fruit sometime before Christmas. Yeah, hopefully. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. What if, what if all of them mature while we're gone for Thanksgiving? That's a really good question. And um, we're going to just figure it out. Okay, that's a good plan. Yeah. Yep, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, we we're going to see it. how they fare. Because these are supposed to be the purple ones. And uh, that means, well, not supposed to be. They're definitely confirmed, the purple ones. And so right now they're all green. And when they start turning purple, that's how you know they're getting there. And if they start turning, that's when we're going to have a plan. And if they're still yeah. totally green, then no plan. Yep. Yep. So Okay. I'll keep you updated on that exciting yep. development. <laughs> keep me posted. Uh, well, a couple things I've been, there's two main things I've been really happy about since we came home. The first was Ruby. Good mm. God. When we came home, she was like, like a little bit telling us all about her days, a little bit scolding us, a little mm -hmm. bit just like, like, where have you been? I'm so excited to see you. She was like, noisy, noisy, noisy. She hissed at you real quick. It was weird. Her old brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I just surprised her. That's all. But it's been really cute getting to, like, reconnect with her. And she has some, like, weird skin allergy stuff where she gets these, like, sores because she licks herself. And so it's been really fun that when we put ointment on her, we then also have to put her pajamas on so that she can't lick yeah. herself. And she's so cute and she hates it. And yeah, we just, just hold her like a baby in her, in her cat pajamas. She looks like the cutest little stuffed sausage. Yeah. 
And uh, she just lays there kind of <laughs> indignant, but also accepting her fate. I think she like really thinks she can't move when she's wearing them. I know. It's precious. Yeah. And I kind of am grateful, though, that she can't stop looking because it means we put the outfit on her. I really want to keep putting the outfit on and it to be like, this is for your own good and not that we're just torturing her for no reason. Right. It just makes me, you know that phrase, that's the cat's pajamas? Yeah, I've heard I, it. Now I understand why they say that. Like, it to mean something is very, very good is a it's cat in pajamas. Very, that is just the cat's pajamas. Yep. And or the bee's knees. Which these pajamas have bees on them. <gasps> it's, it's both. Both. Yep, it's bees, knees, cat's pajamas. You did such a good job when you bought those pajamas. Thank you. The other thing I'm really excited about that I wanted to share with our audience is that I had gotten a birthday <gasps> gift in the mail while I was traveling that you opened for me, but I just finally got to experience. And it's this amazing, it's this knitted, crocheted, crocheted, right? It's is this knitted. crochet? That's knitted. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you know, but you know, I trust you. It's Thank a knitted you. like white shawl that my mm-hmm. godmother sent to me that was my great aunt, my great aunt Mealy made it. And so great aunt Mealy helped raise my mom and her siblings and was very precious and dear to them. And my aunt Sue, my godmother gave me this beautiful shawl that aunt Mealy made many years ago that she wore to prom my aunt mm-hmm. Sue wore to prom and that she like wrapped her own babies in at one point. And it's just so, I like cried. I think we both cried on zoom when you opened it. For it me. was a really, really, really sweet gift. Yeah. And you look so happy with it right now. Yeah. I'm smelling it. It's so, it's just the nicest gift ever. And it's, it's reminding me too. We've talked about this. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on the schmod, but in life we often talk to people about like, what's the best gift you've ever received? And they're mm-hmm. often these like extremely sentimental things like this. And mm-hmm. I just know it's something I'm going to treasure my whole, whole, whole entire life. Um, so, yeah, I was excited to come home to that. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I um, ask you to do me a favor? Oh, my God. What? When we stop this recording and we go out and Ruby will inevitably be in the living room, could you not tell her that I didn't list her in my highlights? Oh, my God. I would never, ever, ever okay. tell her. I mean, Thank I you. texted her about it when you oh. said it, but she doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> she check her text. She can't yeah. read, so it's fine. <laughs> so she'll, she will not know. She will okay. not know. I, I guess if she asks you directly, I don't want you to lie. Because I yeah. don't want that for your relationship with her, but maybe I'll don't just, offer I'll it. I'll say it in Spanish because you know she doesn't speak Spanish. That's true. M- yeah. Michelle, her godmother, really failed her on that front. Yep. Big time. Should have taught her Spanish. All right, Chiquita. It is time for our outro. This sponsored is by question. Nat. Yeah, sponsored by Nat. Copyright <laughs> 2023, North Carolina. <laughs> All right, the question is, what is your elevator song to hell? Which I had never heard of before, but Nat explained this means a song that would be playing on a loop over and over and over if you were, like, on your way to hell, like, in purgatory. Like, on in a bad way or in, like, yeah, a neutral? Yeah, like, you it's would bad, hate right? it. Okay. Yeah, like, you're like, okay. oh, shit, I'm on my way to hell right now. Yep. Okay. It has to be. Billy Ray Cyrus's Achy Breaking Heart. <gasps> you hate that song? On a loop, I hate it. I don't hate it once every decade. Don't but tell my heart, my achy, achy breaking heart. heart. I just don't think it understand. Yeah. 
And if you dumb my heart, might get break it hard. I think that was the my first song that made me realize. Been killed as man. And that song is basically how we got Miley Cyrus, by the way. Yeah. So it was. That, it that was also, for good. Um, I believe, is the first song I ever sang to karaoke with my softball team. We did that. Really? Yeah, I don't like I said, I don't dislike the song once every decade. I just I think on a loop in an it would be that's my hellscape. Yeah. Oh. I honestly didn't really think about my answer to this. I do this all the time. I pose the question <laughs> and I'm I'm posing it cuz I want to know your answer and I haven't thought right. about how I would answer it. Nat's answers were it's a small world after all. Oh, which honestly, at this point, because we rode that ride at Disney is no longer on the list for me, because if it played on a loop, I would just like imagine that cute, the cute little scenes on It's a Small World After All. With the little sweetie pies, the little animated dolls everywhere, dancing and doing can cans. Yeah. And like beautiful glittery flowers and funny like ducks and things. Yes. Yes. It was so cute. Another one that she suggested was... um, I love you. You, you love, love me. We're a, a happy, happy family. family. With um, a great big hug. And, and a kiss from me to you. So good. <laughs> Won't you say I love you love me too? Barney. I don't think that that's not like a hellscape song for me too much because... It reminds me of my little sister when she was growing up, and it's about love, which is yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. But I could see that song really annoying people. Yours was a good answer. Thank Let's you. think of one more together. Um, song that really grates on us. Oh, gosh. Maybe this is a connect and correct for next time. I should have thought about my answer. <laughs> um, what would be another song? I'm thinking like something really hard metal, oh. like something hard metal that doesn't have good vocals, like a screamo song. Oh, like Lamb just, of, anything by Lamb of God. Like the the kinds of songs they used in Guantanamo to torture people that have oh. been like deemed cruel and unusual and you're not allowed to do that anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Or else free falling. I like talking. that one. <laughs> I know, but imagine it on a loop as you are on your way down to hell. Because mm. I'm free, free falling. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be awful? It would get a little bit. I guess it depends, too. Like, how long is the elevator down to hell? Is it slow? It's slow, right? Could be. So, what about this yeah. one? What about this one? Little Diddy. About Jack and Diane. Ugh. Um, I think I think it's fun the first time, but then you're right on a loop. On a Here's loop, the you're other like, one. I'm Here's, gonna kill Jack and Diane. I have your hell song. Are you ready? Okay. Sweet Caroline. That's not a hell song for me. Really? Mm-hmm. I like the bop bop bop. It's whimsical. Oh. Yeah, and it's played I at almost really every conf- wedding. I know. I was confident you would hate that. Okay. No. No. Good. Mm. Good guess though. That was a really good guess. Thank you. What's another yeah. one? Something that like some old white man band got like too much credit for and they weren't actually that talented and <laughs> got treated like it was the best song in the world. That would really piss me off. Mm-hmm. Just like the sense of injustice in it, you know? 
Yeah. What's a good example of that for you? We're going to have to think about it for our next app because, yeah, we cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, as we always do. You never know what's going to happen before the next schmod. Neither Send do we. us your votes for the naughty schmoddy, the schmodscape award, the lottie dotty schmoddy, the title of delightful, and the schmod to applaud. If you'd like to weigh in on those, and we really hope you do, even if it's just one of them, if you have an easy answer to one of these, uh, the deadline is October 12th. You can call or text me or Rebecca. Uh, you can also email us at schmodcastthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at schmodcastthepodcast. And we really hope you will because this is just for us, but we need you to say things so that it's not just the two of us talking to each other because that's what we do all day, every day anyway. Yes, please. Please, please, please. Yes, please. Just me, Rebecca, and Ruby just talking to each other all day. Join in the fun, y'all. <laughs> And beep up, boop, 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 boop. This has been a Rebetchel production. Proud sponsors of Rebetchel B Day Extravaganza. Doing.